I was in the NFL and had access to whatever I wanted and whomever I wanted, really, but it was eating me alive on the inside. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the good life, as people call it, the dream of being drafted into the NFL where you're treated like a God. But will this lifestyle fulfill your every dream? Well, in our last show, we had Fred Stokes share with us the fact that he grew up in the projects and didn't have much. He didn't have a father who was in his life, and he grew up with a dream to live a better life. He became a Christian at the age of 11, but later on in life, he felt like he turned his back on God and started just avoiding church because he was told to and getting busy with other things. But as time went on, he started getting into partying, drinking, and even doing drugs in order to talk more, especially with girls. He would find himself sleeping with girls sometimes and giving into temptation and then walking away in guilt and shame. Later on in life, he hoped joining the NFL that he would be able to get his life back together and would be a better person, but things only got worse. Today, he's going to share some details on that. Fred, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, brother. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Brother, I am so glad to have you on here. First of all, it's such an honor to be able to interview somebody who is a Super Bowl champion and has you know, lived that life, but I understand in the NFL, you were actually one of the main guys on your team at that time. Is that correct? Yeah, I was. I'm very grateful that I was allowed to play in the NFL for 10 years. I played defensive end for Washington, for the Rams, and retired from the New Orleans Saints after 10 years. Wow. So during that time, I understand that you had girls, you know, who would really like you because you were in the NFL. I mean, it was all about status and position. And then you came to a point in your life, you're like, wait a minute, you know, I could kind of take advantage of this. But then you kind of had some mixed feelings. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, what? Oh, that's a good question because it was a buildup. So by the time I got to the NFL from my high school days, when I just basically turned my back on God and the things that he had for me, I mean, I'm chasing girls and then it comes from me chasing girls to the girls are chasing me now. It's like, right. wow, this is great, man. You know, I can go somewhere and, you know, girls want to talk to you and hold nine yards. So it was fun. It was almost like a kid being in a candy store. You're so good. You're so happy that mm-hmm. you mean I'm in a candy store with no limits. Like, yeah. I can have anything in here. Like, yeah, you can have it. But after a while, he's sitting in a corner somewhere crying because he's just realizing that all the candy that he has can't fulfill his need, nutritionally speaking. Mm-hmm. And so that scenario was the same thing with the girls. I was excited about it. And I'm not I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was excited, man. I was right. had buddies. I'm call- oh, dude, you realize I slept with this person or that person or those girls? Wow. And then it became where it was like, oh, no, something's wrong with me. Like, I don't really want to do this. I find myself sleeping with girls and in the middle of the party and the drinking and the whole nine yards. And the biggest drug I was doing was marijuana. I came inches away from doing cocaine. Oh. Thank God I never did cocaine. Right. Because the three guys that I was in the room with doing cocaine, they all went to the next level of crack cocaine. And this was before I got in the NFL. So I know that if I would have done cocaine in that room that night, I probably would have been doing crack cocaine. 
and I say the heaviest drug was marijuana, but I did enough marijuana and drank enough alcohol to last me for a lifetime. Wow. But you're doing this to talk to girls. Now the girls are coming to you. I mean, honestly, like you would think you'd be having the time of your life, like the kid in the candy store. There are so many men, young men, who are chasing this very thing that you had literally for a good long time. How come it didn't fulfill you? Like having lots of girls come talk to you all the time, all the attention, all the status. Why wasn't it fulfilling, Fred? You know why, on it wasn't fulfilling? Just like in the natural body, you can eat candy and cake and ice cream and cookies and those type things, and they will fill you up. Mm. You can eat enough ice cream and cake and cookies, and you'll be full to the tilt, right? Yeah. But your body, nutritionally speaking, needs something else to make it run properly, mm. right? To give you the energy you need, to give you all of the things you need for your body to function properly. Right. Well, I believe that God put something in our lives the same way. Like, we can eat enough of the world world meaning money drugs alcohol cars title right. all of the things that the world says and it's good i'm not lying to you it is good candy is good ice cream is good it tastes good it tastes good <laughs> and guess what the sex tastes good if you will yeah. the drugs taste good the alcohol tastes good but after a while it's like wait a minute how many girls can i sleep with how much alcohol can i drink and i'm still coming back in the next couple of days going wait a minute who did i sleep with Oh, and then wow. now you start getting, and when I first got to the NFL, AIDS became a big thing. So now it's like, you got to be concerned about, am I going to get AIDS? Okay, now right. I'll use a condom. I promise I'll use a condom. Well, God, I can't tell you how many times I woke up the next day and the condom was still in my pocket unused. Oh, no. And now I'm afraid. I'm thinking for the next few days, okay, am I going to feel funny? So when we had to get physicals, Every year before training camp, they had to take blood and you get all these physicals, checking your heart, right. echocardiogram, all of those things. And they'd ask us, hey, you want to get a test for AIDS? I'd go, yeah. And some of the guys would go, no. And those were some of the biggest guys that were sleeping around. But I wanted to know. And yet still, I was scared on, yeah. but I was still falling deeper into the hole. So in having everything, it sounds like you fell into a lot of fear. And that totally makes sense. So you're beginning to find out that you're headed in the wrong direction in your life. How did mm -hmm. Christ come into your life again? How did he make it better? Because I kept telling myself, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like I kept making excuses and making exceptions like, okay, I'm going to this party, but I'm not going to drink that much. Oh, I see. Wake up the next day on, who is this person with me? Wow. How did we get together? Oh, God. And some of it, I didn't remember. Some of it, I'd be with my friends. They'd go, oh, Fred, man, you were crazy last night, do you? And I'd go, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, laughing. But in my mind, while they're telling me what I did, in my mind, I'm going, I don't remember. Wow. I absolutely don't remember. That was the scary part. So to answer your question, how did I get back to the point where, okay, God, I need you. As I kept running into that wall, I kept going to that dead end. I kept making promises that I couldn't keep. I kept telling myself lies that I won't drink as much, that I'll use a condom, that I'll make better decisions. And every single time on, I'm not talking about one time, brother. I'm talking about every single time I came up empty. Wow. And it just got to a point where one night, again, after some wild partying, girls everywhere, alcohol everywhere, I'm in the jacuzzi, I'm in the NFL. And the guys were having a party. And yeah, Fred, you the man. Yeah, you the man. Wake up the next day, that Sunday afternoon, and I look around the room. Everybody's gone. Alcohol is all over the place. The room was a wreck. And I just turned myself back into my pillar and just started bawling. 
because now it has been from my age 13, 14, up until 22 or 23. So you talk about six to nine years or so, man, of just wow. running, bro. I'm talking about running hard, man. Wow. And so I laid in the hotel room crying, bawling my eyes out and saying, God, I cannot do this by myself. Wow. So you gave your life to Christ again. You recommitted your life to Christ saying, God, I need your help. And instead of saying, God, I'm going to do good. Now you're like, God, I can't do good. I can't do good. I need your help. So tell me, I understand after that, you became a committed Christian. You ended up marrying your wife of today, Regina, who is an awesome woman of God, who you are still happily married with today. Is that correct? Yes. We just celebrated 33 years of marriage. (laughs) So (laughs) how would you say your life with all the girls before the parties, the drugs, everything versus today being a Christian with just one woman, your wife, Regina? Is it more fulfilling? Is it better? Do you miss the past? Tell me a little bit about that. Here's the thing on if people tell you that their sin, their wayward living, their burning the candle at both ends, if you will, was not fun, they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but it was a dead end road. Mm-hmm. It was unfulfilling. Oh. And so in that world that I was living in, I would answer your question this way. Man, I wouldn't trade what I have right now for anything. I love my wife. I love the fact that she and I can have a monogamous relationship from the bedroom to the kitchen. Wow. Amen. And now we're empty nesters. So if we want to, we can go from the bedroom to the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious, Fred. So basically, you're saying that you're living a pretty fulfilled life today. Yes, sir. I am living a fulfilled life in every way. Wow. So faith and dedication... I understand your faith in Christ helped you to win the Super Bowl. You know, I wouldn't say it helped me win the Super Bowl, On It helped me to give everything I have at every moment. Even our friendship, you and I, I want to be the best friend. I want to have the best relationship. And so what living a Christian life and living a faith-filled life and committed to Christ has done for me is allow me to be a better person, Mm. a better husband, a better father, a better employee, and an employer in the whole nine yards. Wow. That's amazing. Fred? Your story is so amazing, and it really teaches us the truth about success and what that really means in life. So thanks so much for joining us today on the show. I think we learned so much. Thank you for having me again, Arn. It was a pleasure, man. Thanks, Fred. Hang on. I have some thoughts I want to share with you. Let's go deeper right after the break. Hey, guys. It's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Maybe you're listening to this and you're wondering, how can millions of dollars and living like a king be so unfulfilling? Well, you just heard it from Fred Stokes. 
You see, Fred discovered an ancient secret that has been clearly revealed in ancient scriptures from before. It's written in Matthew 6, 31-33. Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek or the ungodly. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You see, when we seek God, the things we need, He just adds them to us. We're no longer chasing the things of this world. We're no longer seeking those things, but the blessings just come chasing after us. You see, when Fred stopped chasing and giving into temptation, everything he was truly looking for, that fulfillment, it just came to him. What about you? Do you find yourself chasing something or maybe someone? Are you beginning to realize that thing won't bring you the fulfillment you're looking for, but you can find what truly satisfies? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you. And I'm praying for the person who's taking this moment and just realizing as you're speaking to them that they're chasing the wrong things. Lord Jesus, we take a moment to turn around and say, Lord God, we want to seek you. Jesus, we seek you. We receive you, the kingdom of God. We receive you, O Lord, into our lives. You know where I'm going to find the fulfillment that I'm truly looking for. So Jesus, we surrender to you. We surrender our hearts. We surrender our minds in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.